Hi everyone, my name is Tyler Oakley and you are listening to Psychobabble, an unfiltered half hour of gossip sessions, pop culture scrutiny, and stories we've never told in videos. It's not just crazy talk, it's Psychobabble. In today's episode, we are giving out advice. We discuss how to get your partner to satisfy your needs, tips on moving on and moving out, how to rekindle a friendship you ended because they fucked on your counter, and how to support your transgender students. To watch the visual version of the podcast a week before it's on iTunes and SoundCloud, download the full screen app and enjoy. And if you're an eligible AT&T Wireless customer, you can stream Psychobabble again and again because they're giving it to you for a year at no extra cost. Just go to fullscreen.com slash ATT for more details. Stick around, subscribe on iTunes, and live tweet as you listen with hashtag Psychobabble. Hi, Tyler. Hey, Corey. Welcome back. <laughs> Are we respectable today? Never. When was the last you time you got fingered I... the house down? <laughs> it's, I couldn't even tell you. Are you kidding? What no. about in public or anything? Fingered the house down? Yeah. Like you just slip yeah. one in your rump? Well, you don't <laughs> just slip it in the rump. They do. What do you mean? Huh? <laughs> like in the line of McDonald's or I something? Guess I missed it better when we were respectable. Let's go back to respectable. Yeah. Be a couple of respectable well, girls. Respectable girls. I have nothing to say as a respectable girl. <laughs> I love that when I saw you this morning, I was kooky and you were boring, and now suddenly you want to be kooky. And now you want to be boring. <laughs> I'm never boring. Would you rather be kooky or eat a cookie? Or have you ever played Ookie Cookie? You know what I'm Is that about? a real game? I don't I've think so. I've heard urban legends about it's you such called a, it Ookie. I don't I don't call it that. We called but it, I've heard it called Ookie Cookie. We called cookie. it Ookie Cookie. I've never heard it called. I've, I've, Ookie rhymes with cookie. Nope. I was trying to make it rhyme. Ookie Cookie? Yeah. <laughs> like Cookie Crisp. It's Ookie Cookie. Then explain Cookie Crisp. Or Cookie Crisp. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played Ookie Cookie with Cookie Crisp? I only cereal. play Ookie Cookie alone. <laughs> it's kind of just fun and then dessert. With, with Oreos? You can't count the sperm via taste. Wait. So tell the kids what Ookie Cookie is. They'll it's, Google it, I'm sure. It's when all of you and your lads or bros are hanging out. You had just watched Family Guy. What else do straight people do? You've tossed a ball. You've placed a You know, bet. I'll just read the Urban Dictionary definition. Yes, thank you. Step one, place a cookie on the table. Step two. Hold, I have questions. What this kind of cookie? What, what kind, kind of, of cookie? Table? What kind of table? Well, how many legs are on the table? Four. I like a three-legged <laughs> table. table. It reminds me so much of those stands those for seem pizzas. Those way too easy to knock over. No, especially I'm, when I'm talking about for pizza. Game. In fact, that little stand in the middle of a pizza might yeah. be the perfect table for an ookie cookie. Yeah. If you're playing with Smurfs. <laughs> you never know. For daddy. Step one, place the cookie on the table. Okay, Okay, so, but the two. table has to be small because if you all have to, not everyone can. Well, you can shoot literally the house down. You can play with this table. Nobody. Some How people, big? Maybe it's a fucking cookie cake, and it takes up the whole table. Okay, so how big's the cookie? How big's the cake? Or how big's the table? How big's the cookie? Listen. How? But my concern is if it's a fucking. You can't just use one of those church basement long. Tables. You could use like an end table in your uh, living room. You need room. like an end table. You want it like knee height. You want it to be a wood that you're not going to stain. <laughs> or stained wood works too, actually. <laughs> Can I finish? 
That's the question <laughs> of the game, man. <laughs> okay, so you got the table. You got the cookie. Step Are we one. talking Nabisco? Step Are we talking Mrs. Fields? Here, what kind of cookie do you like? If I say Mrs. Fields, is that a little close to home? No. I would say, I was going to say an onion ring, but then it's kind of like, that's a target, really. Okie onion ring. Okie onion ring. <laughs> What's, what rhymes with a, a funion? Funyun onion Funyun ring. onion. Yeah, so Funyun listen, onion is bitch, a Okay, just to make you shut up, it's a fucking chocolate chip cookie. It's on a knee-height table that's three-legged that's not too big. I would pick a sugar Plain cookie. Plain or frosting? Wow. <laughs> I wasn't expecting frosting. Well, it's a BYOF. Okay. So you place the cookie on the table. Yeah. Step two, gather some bored guys. Guys that are bored, it says. Preferably frat bros. Hell yeah. Step frat guys three. whip out a ruler. Didn't you ever read it? <laughs> Step three, get them to stroke it. Stroke what? Their egos? Last one to come eats the cookie. So this doesn't make sense to me. Because you because would purposely hold out? <laughs> some people, no name, <laughs> might be like, oh, I just can't get there quick enough. And then voluntarily, but not out loud, like, oh, want to be last so oh, they, they no. can eat that now damn cookie. I have to eat this cookie. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <sighs> no. Wow. That's this is all Here the we are trying to do a nice advice well, we're gonna be episode today. for the kids. <laughs> and we just gave them a four-minute the demo on how to play Ookie Cookie. No, the, a demo would be something very different. Well, now, it have is, you ever played It is Ookie visual Cookie? now. Have you played Ookie Cookie? No, I vividly remember the first time somebody told me this story of like, they told me I that people I would much rather use it. a Rosemary Trisket. <laughs> but that's, maybe that's just me. I want to use those fucking mustard pretzels. Those are good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I would use like one of those brown um, things in Chex Mix, those the chips. Yeah, what is <sighs> that? What is and that? And honestly, how do you get a big one of those? <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that the the taste and texture of what goes on the ook kook might really conflict with a chocolate chip or a peanut butter cookie or a yeah, sugar cookie. That totally If it were to be on sense. a rosemary and thyme Triscuit, low sodium. You're low sodium. B-Y-O-S. The lowest of sodiums. <laughs> it, gets, it gives you a way to use it in a sentence. How much sodium is in... In ookie cookie? In ejaculation. <laughs> I think you'll have to ask your doctor for that one. My doctor would 100% not be... Not even blink an eye at that question after the things that I've asked him in my life. What have you asked him? Let's make that up. What's up? How are you? First and foremost, that's what I ask. So the, what you say is, hey, frat brothers. No. Let's play. Okay. There's a script. Says, hey, frat brothers, let's play Ookie Cookie to Bond. Bond? <laughs> like they're bonding. Oh. Not to Bond music. 007. <laughs> well, I would definitely be the last one if that were the music playing. <laughs> Have you, you ever played Bond? Did you ever play Oki 007? Cookie. Hey, shut the fuck up. Yeah, for N64. Yes, bitch. Who yeah. would you be? The girl. Always. So is Always that like a gay, gay thing, thing or is it like just a couple of us? Well, the, I loved playing with Golden Gun mm. where you just one shot, bam, you're dead. That was fun. Kind of like real life. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're 50 Cent. Oof. He's been shot a lot. Just one shot on that ookie cookie. So my problem is if the if the table's too big, some people are just Girl, dribble queens. Well, then lick the table. <laughs> I know you're kids. 
just imagine losing Uki Uki. I know you're concerned. Saying, Don't make me eat ever all of this. Get it. <laughs> wow. Okay. You're, what about Uki SpaghettiOs? You're, your porn Soupy. history search must be a fun time. It's a it's an adventure. Do you clear browser history? Or do you like open a private window? I open a private window <laughs> when I remember. When I want to get freaky with my damn self. <laughs> <laughs> like so uh usually. No, if I'm if I'm if I'm just searching for like Well, I have some advice. Normal well, guy I have some advice stuff. for you. Normal guy stuff. <laughs> Then I just keep Are you into guy stuff? What's it? that quote about guy stuff? Oh. I don't remember. What is it from? What are you talking about? I'll tell you after the podcast. What? There was a guy that you went on a date with. It was into guy stuff. Who? <laughs> I'm not. Tell me with your brain. In San Francisco? No, in LA. Oh, I was getting a guy stuff San Francisco vibe. God, I'll give you some advice. You're gonna want me to wait and tell you this story. Is it somebody later. that I don't want anybody to know I picked up? <laughs> Is it somebody the people at home would know? Who's it's, into guy it's stuff? It's more it more has to do with the guy stuff and the way he phrases guy stuff. I feel like this is the most. Is it something I don't want ever to be repeated? Yeah, probably. Oh, cool. I think you made me sign a NDA, NDA for this. Okay. Well, if I were to do a ookie cookie, I mm. would I would bring NDAs. Yeah. 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 They'd <laughs> be like, don't tell anyone that I had to clean the whole table. <sighs> wow. What a respectable episode. Anyway, okay, so what were we trying to do today? Advice. Okay, so the advice is. Don't be the last one to don't, get the cookie. Don't be the last to wake daddy. Are you ready? This was from... Uh, oh, we're really going to do advice. Yeah, girl. Oh. Shit. This is from P. Okay. It says, hi, Tyler and Corey. I'm a big fan of the show and was wondering if you could give me some advice. Mm. I'm a 19-year-old girl from a very small town. The environment... Hold up. It said very tiny town. I wish you wouldn't... Fuck you. I ad Really fuck with P. The environment and my overly protective parents have made me feel a little sheltered. Mm. Like I may have missed out on things. This past year when I went to college, I really got to explore my interests and start figuring out what I want to do with my life. After I graduate, I want to live in a big city so much, but my parents want me to stay close to home. Mm. They don't support me moving away and feel like they haven't been supportive of other dreams of mine in the past. I know I'm an adult and ultimately the decision is mine, but I'm very close with my mom and I respect her opinions. Any advice on what you would do or say um, when having discussions about this? Love you guys. That's okay. tough. I mean, I feel like you can probably relate because you come from a smaller town than I do. Um, but if it's something that's... Here's the thing. At the end of, the, at the end of your damn life, you're going to have to be stuck with all of your decisions. I would say most of the people in your life will leave your life, will die. And at the very fucking end, you're stuck with you and what you decided to do with your life and what you decided to become and your choices and your consequences. Are you going to look back and be like, wow, I'm really glad I did what my mom wanted me to do? Yeah. Or am I really glad that I changed who I was or stayed in the closet because people wanted me to? All these decisions you make because of outside sources. So like moving... The world is so small with the internet that yeah. like it just it doesn't matter as much you anymore. Can I don't think. If you can FaceTime if your mom's yeah, your best exactly. friend. You can talk but, like, every day. At the day. end of the day, you're stuck with the decision you make, and are you going to be happy if you stay because somebody else wanted you to? That's my my thought process. My advice is the best, and literally, they think it's the best advice I ever got was when I moved from Michigan to San Francisco, and my mom said, "Don't ever be afraid to say you want to come home," and that to me was like. 
go out, spread your wings, explore, do what you want to do. And if it doesn't fit and it's not right for you, you can come back home. I have friends we still that did support that. you. Uh, I know one of my cousins did the same thing. She moved to Florida for a bit, didn't love it, didn't like it, missed her family, missed her sister, and came back home. And there's I, no yeah. shame in that as long as you tried it and experienced it and figured out what works for you and what doesn't. I would say you have to trust your gut. If your gut says, get me the fuck out of here, there's probably a reason. You yeah. probably feel like you can't expand who you are or you feel like you've met a dead end in your own development. And that's, I think, more detrimental than going home and feeling homesick. Well, and where I was in Michigan before I moved, I lived like 30 minutes away from where my parents were. And it's like I talked to them every day and, and I would see them from time to time. Certainly I saw them more often when I lived in Michigan. But it's like I'm. we've made a point to still talk to each other like – once a week, if not every day via text or something. So it's like you might miss some of them, but with technology today, you can talk to anybody however you want, whenever you want, FaceTime, I think it's. I think it's a choice that you have to make. I think it's something that nobody should be able to tell you. You have to stay here. You have to go here. That's You're 19 years old. This is your choice. Yeah. I and if you go try it for a year, try it, six months, two months, I'd say at least try it. If that's where your gut's leading you to follow your gut. Yeah. You know yourself better than anybody else. Yeah. And, and I feel like a good, I'm not going to, I don't know what it's like to be a parent, to like watch a child leave home and like feel that, whatever. But I feel like a good parent is a parent that says, spread your damn wings instead of stay in my damn cage. Like go live your damn life. That's my advice. Yeah. And if you need help, just listen to Overprotected by Britney Spears off of the, if you feel alone, Britney album. bitch, honey, honey, sissy, honey girl, get your girls, call your frat boys up, play a nice game of ookie kookie. You, wow. you won't be so lonely. No, you won't. Now, before we talk about anything else today, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Talkspace. We love Talkspace over here on Psychobabble. They have provided sponsorships for a few episodes so far, but what I love about them is they really prioritize mental health. Taking care of yourself is so much more than going just to, you know, a physical doctor or a dentist. It's also taking care of what you're thinking about and making sure that you're getting support if you're going through trouble, if you have, like, problems with work or problems with family. So if you are on the go and you're like, how do I even have time? to find a therapist, maintain a relationship with a therapist, have somebody to talk to. Talkspace is an online therapy company and it makes it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist. To sign up or to learn more, you can go to Talkspace.com babble. And if you use the coupon code babble, which is B-A-B-B-L-E, you will get $30 off your first month. Again, that is babble. That's the code. If you use Talkspace.com babble. Thank you so much, Talkspace, for being therapy for how we live today. We appreciate you here on the podcast. Question from R. Are you going to read this one? I yes. think this one's right up your alley. R would like to know, during my freshman year of college, I shared an apartment with my high school best friend. Things started out great until we started to hate each other. The final straw that ended our friendship was when I came home to him and his boyfriend butt-ass naked doing doggy on my kitchen counters. I yelped, Get off my counters and put your dicks away. I moved out three days later. It's been about three years without any form of communication. And I wanted to ask if you guys knew how I could open that line of communication again. Well, that was a fucking roller coaster. Well, the way you read it was a little... I uh, think I delivered. 
I'm ready for my ABC original. I think you're probably going to get Grammy nominated for that audio recording. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you? I probably won't win. How though. would you, Yelp, get off my counters and put away your dicks? Get off my counters. Ow. <laughs> get off my counters. Uh-huh. And put away your dicks. Put your dicks away. Line? Line. One more take. <laughs> One more take. <laughs> One more take. Um, I thought this would be a great question for me to answer because oh, okay. I'm really good at reopening <laughs> lines together, of did, communication. Did you ever walk in on me doing anything? Just the time you no. and that guy no. did guy stuff. No. <laughs> did you really? No. I heard you're squeaking though. Squeaking for daddy. I was thinking this will be a great question that I can answer because I know how to reopen lines of communication while you just <laughs> cut people out of your life permanently. If my roommate ever had their dicks out on my counters. Bitch, you I sh- would First applaud. of all, they I- were... They were sharing a counter, so to be QA. I am fairly certain if I ever walked home and you were maybe in the they, kitchen, maybe they had duct tape down, down the middle of the kitchen and it was his side of the counters. If that is how that relationship What if when we worked? lived together in San Francisco, you come strolling in? We did have different cabinets. Yeah, like my macaroni and cheese, which you would eat, although you always helped yourself to my shredded cheese bag. When you're drunk, you're drunk. And when you're here, oh, you're so that's an excuse. <laughs> Anyway, what's the problem? I would say if you're feeling inclined to reach back out and open lines of communication, then do it. I've done this a few times with friends that I had from college that I lost touch with and wanted, felt like in my heart to reach back out. And I sent them a message uh, either on Facebook or text or something or an email. I think it was actually an email because it was long-winded and just said, hey, I know we didn't both do things right. I think I've grown a lot in the last three years. I miss you in my life. I think about you all the time. But that's how I felt. That's how Corey would do it. I would just, I would literally text them and be like, are you still alive? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm like, I'm not, we both know what we're, the the pleasantries that somebody can say of like, I'm sorry, I said the I did the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, let's just, if I didn't talk to somebody for a few years, I'd be like, Sis, where are you? What are you doing with your life? And I'd be like, how dare you come back into my life without apologizing for fucking someone on my counter, you self-centered handy. Handy. I, I don't think... It, this. There are a lot of things that could have separated the two of you yeah. and ended your friendship that are much worse. This is not the end of the world. I mean, I think it's up to you. If you are feeling inclined to reach out, you can certainly do it in any way possible. The a way good, that I... A good, whether or not you feel they were in the wrong or you were in the wrong or whatever, a good end of like a dead relationship is to just be like, we were both dumb. We were both young. Water under the bridge. I get Let's it. Move you forward. don't have time to read a two paragraph email. What I'm saying is it's not at that point. Can't if believe you, this is our first fight. Bitch, <laughs> listen, if you really truly want to be friends then yeah. did it matter whose fault it was did it matter what well, happened no, but really? that's what i'm not saying i want to write out a long email i'm just saying my point of my email was exactly what you were saying just in a longer winded form about being like i think about you obviously like i wonder if you're doing okay i would like to open lines of communication again but also if somebody hadn't talked to me in three years and it ended a little heated and they texted me and said are you alive i've had that and i'm like oh how nice we're just gonna continue our friendship I'm That's so, because you don't I'm ever so want to talk to about anything. That's so untrue. I'm the <laughs> most because you talk about. don't ever want to talk That's, about anything. Are you big kidding? Or this, like, that is you. Are you kidding? You just like sweep everything under the rug. My rug <laughs> is transparent. 
The, if I put it under the rug, you can Your still see it. Your rug is dirty, Hanny. You need to back. Anywho, what I'm saying is, uh, here's a thing. I think that we both agree in that. We both agree. We just have different methods of madness, me- and that's okay. Here's a bigger <laughs> issue. No matter if they fucked on your counter or fucked your boyfriend or whatever they might have done to end your friendship, big or small, you have to accept that they showed you who they are and they could still be that person. Okay. And, I like where you're going with this. And so if you want to rekindle that friendship, do not be surprised if they fuck on your counter again. Bitch, they showed you who they were. If you come crawling back, fool you once, shame on you, fool you twice, blah, blah, blah. So I guess the moral so of the story is, is don't let them sleep over at your house. If if this is an issue that would end the friendship part two, true, then that's on you, boo, if you try to invite that back into your life. you If somebody shows you who they are, accept them or get rid of them. You can't. You cannot change people. You can suggest oh. it, but that's their choice. So if they come back, don't be pissed if they fuck on your counter again. <laughs> what if they shit on that's your that. counter? That's that. Well, sometimes that's part of fun. But I mean, good luck, Ari. I hope you get your best friend back. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you submitted this question. can't believe this is us ghost arguing about ourselves. I can't uh, believe this is therapy. When I was reading the questions to like get some of them for this episode, there was one that was like, one of the subjects was like, help, I have the biggest crush on my roommate. And I was reading it with my roommate, Steven, and I was like, did you submit a question? <laughs> <laughs> to Did he also do, uh, naked doggy on my kitchen counter? Get off my counters our and counter, put your Our counters away. aren't that big. We could use an island. <laughs> if somebody fucked on my island, I would. My first you instinct would be like, island. my first instinct would be like, God, I'm rich. Island. I have an island. <laughs> and get off my island. <laughs> this is from L. L says, "I'm a 16 year old non-binary person with a vagina, and I recently lost my virginity in a new relationship with another person who has a vagina. The thing is, my significant other is a pillow princess and won't reciprocate sex, so I'm here getting them off every time, and they never do the same for me. I'm not necessarily mad. I'm just frustrated that they're having all the fun while I've never had an orgasm in my life. I haven't communicated any of my feelings yet because I don't know the best way to." do so without seeming needy. How should I bring up the situation and tell them what I want from them without coming off in a negative way? Thanks a bunch. Oh my God. First of all, is pillow princess a term? Apparently it is. I think that's you. I think You're the opposite of a pillow princess. You are the definition of a pillow prince. Thank you. <laughs> that's really sweet. Though, did I tell you about this year? I recently made the switch of mushy pillow <laughs> To cotton pillow. From feathers to cotton. Okay. And I thought, what the fuck? I'm 28 and I have been thinking mushy was... Because I always thought feathers were rich people things. So I would always want mushy pillows. Bitch, your pillows are like a dollar from Ikea. And you thought you were rich. And so now... You don't even have an island. (laughs) So now, with my flat... You love a flat pillow pillow now? I I I love a flat pillow. I thought, oh my God. I have been wrong this whole time. You really have. Anyway, so L wants to know how the does best L way to like get bring this what up. L wants. L wants. L wants the double tap to down feel south. that feel that goodness. Yeah, feel that ooky cookie for L's self. Exactly. So I would say, I mean, this is the most generic advice of all time, but communication is the only is way key. you will ever not resent. Communication oh. is the only way to make that happen that's, like, foolproof. I was going to say, I don't think, by no means should you ever think that expressing your feelings and what you, you want. N- and what you want makes you a needy person. Right. Because 
First of all, everybody has the needs. only needy person this person in this situation I'm getting a vibe of is the pillow princess. <laughs> Truly. I would say that's needy. If you're at the point in the relationship with this person where you're fooling around mm. and doing stuff physically, then you should definitely, if you're mature enough to do that, then I think you should also be mature enough to have a bigger conversation of what you need. And that by no means makes you needy or like self, uh, like, what's the word? I don't know. Like all about yourself. Oh, self-absorbed. Self-absorbed. Like wanting to experience the pleasure that you've given to your partner doesn't make so there's, you there's a couple needy things. or self-absorbed. There's a couple things. I would say first orgasm is not end all be all in every relationship you are fully it is if you're playing okie cook yes honey it is <laughs> unless you're gonna just have a ookless cookless all i'm saying is for some people it's completely fine to not orgasm and they they will experience that sex and be fulfilled and oh, be happy yeah. and for some people they would love to be with a pillow princess and be the giver all the time and not ever even touch yeah. the downstairs and feel that orgasm Rhythm. realness. Yeah. <laughs> if that is on your agenda of what you do want to do, then you are allowed to communicate right. that. You are allowed to have that. You're allowed to do that with yourself without your partner. Right. You are allowed to like feel that. And maybe if you want to get more comfortable first, like I would say, yes, get a toy or something. Oak that cook down yonder. Like you can give yourself an orgasm sometimes. No, can you tell me how? Uh, I'm going to save it for the Oakless I think you bop episode. it. <laughs> I think you twist it, bop it, and pull it. I, well, but that's not necessarily from in my, that order. That's my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just bop it and 30 actually, times. And actually, when they made Bop It Extreme, they did add Flick It. Really? <laughs> they did. No. And Spin It was the other one. The other... the other um, Is Bop It just like... the la Yes, it is. The gateway? last time I came home, I walked in the front door. You know, my dad has his hard of hearing. Mm. And guess what I walked in on him doing? It. Flicking his mouse. Flicking his beam. Worse. Sitting in the living room. Naked. Playing Bop It Extreme. I love Bop Alone. It. That's a fun game. In the dim lighting. Just so, sitting there. You don't need light, bright it. lights. Tor it, was a, it was a solemn look. Right in front of the Christmas tree, just playing Bop It. Bright and I think, lights. you know what, Al? That could be you. But without the, like, suggestions. Bright lights. Live your damn life. Communicate what you want. If you don't communicate and you keep letting this happen... The only outcome I can foresee is resentment toward your partner. I agree. If you're not getting what you want, your partner, if, they, if they're digging you, they should be like, oh my God, I hear you. I want to give what you want to you. Yeah, it's a two-way street. And if they're not, in, they're not, if they are a firm pillow princess, not firm, but like, you know what I mean? It's strict pillow princess. And it's not Stern. for them about being what you want, then maybe it's not a good matchup. Right. And then you've got to find some way to get what you're missing or what you want. And if the only way to do that is to have a conversation, starts with a combo. Yeah. Okay. So next advice question, Lord Jay, learn how to spark. Now. No, I okay, thought this was a go. good question, but don't read it like you read the last one. Like, speed it up a little. Jay says, "I had a hard day this week and thought of you two and wondered how you would handle this situation. 
I'm a music teacher at a school for kids grades K through eight. This past Wednesday, one of our sixth grade students, who is a member of my choirs, sent me and a few other teachers an email explaining that it was a day in Pride Month where they recognize transgender people who identify female to male. This past Wednesday, one of my sixth grade students, who is a member of my choirs, sent me and a few other teachers an email explaining that it was a day in Pride Month where they recognize transgender people and that this student identified this way. The student asked us to call them a chosen name and to use he, him pronouns. I was really proud of my student for being brave enough to come out to us and sent a reply back to them, letting them know that they had my full support. But when I sent the email, it was kicked back to me. The school's administration had suspended the student's email account and asked all teachers who received the coming out email to file it away and ignore it. The student's mother is not supportive of her child identifying as transgender at this age and wanted us to continue using the given name and she, her pronouns. What made it worse is that it was academic awards day and I presented two awards to the student and was told to use their female name and it broke my heart. How would you handle the situation? I want to show my student that I am an ally, that I support them, and that I acknowledge what a tremendous step in the journey they took by coming out to me, but I also don't want to lose my job for defying the orders of an administration or make matters worse between the student and the mother. Any advice? So, just to clarify, this student uses he, him pronouns. Yes. And he is transgender, came out to the teacher, the administration says no. The parent says no. Misgendered the student and says, continue using the wrong name. Correct. I always think of the interview where somebody asked an activist and said, how can we let young people that are that young make such a big decision for their life? And the activist replied, well, people that young sometimes make the decision to complete suicide. And that shut them right up because... The decisions you make of silencing a child's identity or dismissing how they identify have tremendous impact on that person. And obviously, suicide is so far and hopefully is never the case. But if you say to somebody, you are not how you identify, that is detrimental to their whole life. That is, that's setting them up for rejection. That's setting them up for I guess, hating you or hating their situation. It's what like, do you think the teacher can do in this situation? If anything. I don't know. You know what I would do? What would you do? <laughs> I think I would talk to the student one-on-one and say, I appreciate the like big steps you made to come out to me and to share this with me. I'm sorry that we're both in an environment where people aren't supporting this uh, supporting you at this time. And I would, I mean, if I were the teacher, I would literally tell them that I will call them by their chosen name whenever possible. Like, even if it's just between them or they're writing notes to the student and saying, hi, checking in on it's you. It's so Hope you're hard doing though. Well. I, get, I get what you mean. Even if it's one-on-one, that does mean something. But like, I would, if I were the teacher, here's what I would really do. Get a hold. I would email this situation to ACLU. I would email the situation to Glisten or Glad and ask them for advice. advice. Not telling them to like take action per se quite yeah. yet, but say, what do I do? What are my legal limits? What what am I allowed to do? Yeah. What can an administration tell me I'm allowed to do? Because but this I, is touchy for age. This is touchy because parenting. This is touchy yeah. for a lot of reasons. I just think in this situation, 
if this person was brave enough to come out and then everyone's just going to ignore it and not act like it happened and, and refuse to accept it, I think even one person can make a difference. And even if it's just that one teacher who's uh, using the pronouns that they want or using the name that they've chosen when it's just the two of them in the room, maybe they stay after class and, and they say, how was your day? And they use the name that the child wants to be called. I mean, that's better than everyone just sweeping it under the rug. Right. I would say bare minimum, do not use the wrong pronouns. And that's easy if you use they, they and them. them. It's like, I, I think it's I think it's more harmful to use the wrong pronouns than maybe no pronouns. Yeah. And I, obviously we don't have all the answers and this is clearly touchy because for a million reasons. Yeah. I don't know. It's just so, I just, I wonder because I'm like, when I had, I know this isn't the same at all, like, but it's like some schools when you went, like you went by your middle name instead of your first name. Right. Like kids, if I, if I can ask kids go by on like day one Steve that. instead of Steven, like why can't they just, I don't know. I don't know. I agree. I'm sad that that the situation is what it is, but I'm glad that I'm glad that you're there. Teacher wants to do more, or at least is asking the questions and doesn't want to just let it all be pushed away and pretend it never happened. I think the most important thing is to have a one-on-one conversation with the kid and say, "Right, I support you. I want to do everything within my power. Please know that." Right. I'm on your side. And I think you can have a one-on-one conversation with that and say the school might not support you right now. Your parents might not. I mean, this child must know that their parents at home are telling them that they can't do it. So it's not like the teacher's outing the parents in any way as awful people because they've probably already told the child at home you can't go by that name, et cetera. But that's why I would say, yeah, even if you're just staying after class and, and talking to them for a minute, I don't know. I feel like it's That's better tar- than nothing. That's tough. That's hard. I wish I had all the answers. I'm glad you want to do something, Jay. Jay, we support you. We will use uh, correct pronouns of students <laughs> that you have. We, um, yeah, I don't know. That's tough. I wish you the best. I don't, yeah. There's nothing else I can I say. I like what you said about emailing, like, uh, Glisten or Glad. Or- Sometimes, like, yeah, that is my number one thing. Is And clearly, like, Jay is asking people, but wondered what we would do. We don't have the answers to anything, right? Clearly, and <laughs> but there are people that are professionals that do. Yeah. And I think the the number one thing that you can do is know when to best consult the people that do have the right answers, have better answers. And I think you're on the right step because you are asking people for advice. So. Yeah, we're just we didn't preface this at the beginning of the episode, but I guess we're just, uh, just a couple, couple of idiots uh, trying to. Let you know what we would do. And that's all we can do. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm just thinking if I were that damn teacher, I am t- I am too stubborn. I would be like, I would do this it. is their pronouns, this is their name. You know what I mean? I would, like, but even then if I'm like, you're afraid to get fired. Like, I know I would, I would talk to them after class. Yeah. I would say I support you. I would say we live in a shitty environment where people don't. Want but to acknowledge you, with people like you, right? With change one starts person. with one person, and that's why I say I would write notes to the student and say, "Hey, chosen name, hope you're doing well. Use the pronouns that they want. Say I'm here for you. Say thank you for sharing this with yeah. me. I support you." I would literally do any and of those little things that I could do to let this child know that they're not completely alone, surrounded by people who don't want to acknowledge what they're experiencing. And maybe you can't change the minds of the administration, but what you are 
totally capable as a teacher of K through eight is changing the next generation of people that live in your community. You are in charge of fostering these minds and these attitudes toward people that are different from them. From yeah. them, You're in charge of how they react to somebody who might come out as LGBTQ+. They're, you're in charge of so many developmental things of how they treat humans. And while this might be a battle that you might not be able to win yeah. the, against your administration, you can win the battle long-term by creating a whole generation within your community that is accepting towards trans people. And I would say that's a win within itself too. I mean, I'm just wondering, like, so this is a sixth grader. What if the sixth grader came to school? And I feel like I had people in my school who went by a different spelling of their name, like once they got to seventh grade or, or went by a shortened version of their name. So you're telling me if this sixth grader just told all the other students in the class that I want to go by this name now, is the administration just going to make all the students stop using it too? They can't do right. that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not in charge. I don't know. I, don't know. I know. It just. Tell your student that we love them too. Please, yeah, absolutely. That's Any all. Hoozle. Okay. Wow. Well, I think we did some damn good work today. Uh, I mean, we went, <laughs> I think we covered the whole spectrum from like. Lord have mercy, Kelly Clarkson, Eddie Murphy. Like, I hate when you say that. <laughs> I can't believe this is our first fight. Um, if you ever have advice questions that you want us to chime in on, we are by no means professionals, but you can always email psychobabblequestions at gmail.com, and we will try to help you out as best as we can. Like if, Tyler said, we don't have all the answers, but sometimes it is nice to hear what someone else's perspective would right. be. Right, and like I said, yeah, we don't have the answers, but if we talk it out, maybe we'll like open a section of your mind that might have the solution. But here's the thing. If you send an email, make sure the subject is good. Has this has the gist of what you want to ask about? Make it clickable, and we might click it. Don't just say "open me." Yeah, that one about that's going to spam, honey. That one about fucking on the kitchen counter had a great title. What was I think it? it was fucking on the kitchen counter. And did you click? I mean, we answered it. Yes, honey. <laughs> um, so yeah, send an email: psychobabblequestions at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thanks for uh, bearing with us. That's all. Bye, Corey. Love you. Later. The people, not you. Got it. You, I just like today. Okay. <laughs>